Happy Christmas to you. Young and Indigenous Podcast is an outlet for people to know about Indigenous knowledge, storytelling, and history. Through our youthful journeys as Indigenous people, through these stories, young people and elders share their experiences with us. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. About to tell some red stories. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yay, Podcast! Frost rides the air and the wind whistles a tune. The moon shines bright as the cocoa brews. We sit by the fire, a story in hand, an indigenous Christmas, snow covering the land. Stories will be shared, laughs will be made. You'll feel happy and light, but sometimes afraid. But fear not, dear listener, all will be well. Just listen very carefully to the stories we tell. As the snowflakes fall, they shine in the night. Hope starts to glimmer in the holiday light. Talks of caution, love, and traditional beasts. Sit back and listen, maybe grab a few treats. One tale will surprise you. It's a little bit silly. Santa skips the chimney. He's about to be caught. No, really. It was the night before Christmas. This is supposed to rhyme. A grumpy bouche is restless and can't sleep tonight. Santa better come through. Santa better get right. I'm tired of being broke. Bring me money tonight. Cha-ching. But then Boosh had an idea. The most devious scheme. I'm gonna rob Santa blind, then flip all of his things. So Boosh set the trap. Some cookies for the bait. I'm gonna take all those toys and flip them on eBay. So he waited and waited. He got so impatient. He got a little hungry as he got tired of waiting. Well, a cookie wouldn't hurt, he said as he reached in. He grabbed a cookie out, and he just started munching. A cage fell from the ceiling. Beige spanged the trap. He's trapped in a cell with no way to get out. Jingle bells echo in the sky from above. The big man is here, but Beige isn't set up. Santa parks his sleigh in the driveway out front. Beige has no chimney, so Santa just pulls up. Santa walks in the door, makes eye contact with Bouge, puts some coal in his stocking, then leaves with the toodaloo. So there Bouge was, broken alone. He falls asleep in the cage until the morning sun glowed. Bouge wakes up, still in the cell. Maybe that money wasn't worth it. Because what do I do now? Another tale warns children not to be shady or you'll end up with Sasquatch or the Basket Lady. Twas the night before Christmas, the forest serene, Bigfoot the shapeshifter, silent and unseen. With eyes that glimmered, mischief in sight, he roamed through the woods on that fateful night. Beyond the trees, in clearing so bright, lived the Basket Lady, a curious sight. 
Her wicker baskets held a mystical power, collecting misbehaving children hour by hour. For Bigfoot and she had an understanding, you see. When children misbehaved, both he and she would take away gifts, toys, and more, leaving behind a lesson, a message to restore. As Bigfoot prowled through the village, intent on his plan, he spotted the basket lady, her baskets in hand. She nodded in greeting, her eyes full of knowing. They shared a glance, their intentions glowing. They set to their task a peculiar pair, one taking toys, the other kids to bear. Bigfoot watched over those who didn't obey while the basket lady collected without delay. To the children who refused to listen or heed, Bigfoot took their presence at lightning speed. The basket lady's baskets, they opened wide, swallowing children who didn't stay by their guide. The village awoke to the strangest sight, missing toys and kids, causing a fright. Panic ensued, confusion took hold, as the mystery of their absence began to unfold. Parents searched high, parents searched low, while Bigfoot and the basket lady watched the show. But amongst all the chaos, amidst the strife, the kids learned a lesson about their life. With dawn's first light, a change took place. The missing kids returned, a smile on each face. Their toys were back, a gift from the night, a reminder to listen, to heed, to do right. For Bigfoot and the basket lady had shown that action have consequences widely known. The forest creatures chuckled, watching from afar as the village embraced a lesson, a star. So as Christmas dawned with a new light's gleam, peace and harmony filled the festive scene. The children, now wiser, learned to abide with Bigfoot and the basket lady by their side. The Last Tale is of Love Without Hesitation, of Generous Sharing from the Lummy Reservation. Once upon a time, in the northwest of Washington, was a young and indigenous girl who really loved Christmas. She lived with her family in a village called Lummy on Blue Hill. Her mother always celebrated Christmas for her and her siblings. She was in a family who didn't have a lot, but when it came to Christmas, mom always figured it out. Mom would go get the tree and all the kids would get out the decorations and wait for her to get home. So they could decorate the tree with the ornaments she had carefully collected over the years. There was a magic that happened when they had finally all be together as a family to put up the tree. That year on Blue Hill, they did all the Christmas traditions together. With special care to put up the stockings that year, there were so many. There was not one, not two, not three, not 23, but 30 stockings. Mom had decided that all the cousins and the kids around the neighborhood who came over needed to have a stocking. 
She always felt so giving, taking care of all the children, even taking in kids and making sure they had a place to sleep. It was one of the most memorable Christmases the young girl ever had. Her mother's thoughtfulness she could never forget. From that day, she always remembered to go out of her way to help anyone in need. And there you have it. You've heard all we said. Have a good night. Get your whack back to bed. Hajka to the Discurran Foundation, Inatai, and Whatcom Community Foundation. Thank you. Also, shout out to our friends at Bellingham High School. <laughs> this episode was produced by Wakikia Curly Bear, Haley Garrow, Roy Alexander, Bella James, and Ellie Smith. Original music in this episode was done by Roy Alexander, Keith Jefferson, and Mark Nichols. Thanks so much for listening.